Hello and welcome to the Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series that talks about the best movies that Hollywood never made. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Cambo. And joining me, as always, is actor and comedian, Mr. Eden Porter. Thank you very much for having me, Cambo. Now, this is part two of our Cancelled Movie Report about Green Arrow Escape from Supermax. So, if you haven't listened to part one, make sure you do that first. But if you need a little reminder, here's a quick recap. So they've pivoted Green Arrow a little bit to be more like, and this is uh, David saying this, David Escoy, he's saying to be a, a mix of MacGyver and Jason Bourne. And then we've got an older Quinn now in his 30s sitting front and centre. His childhood best friend, William Hackett, is addressing the crowd and he approaches the microphone. But just as Queen is about to speak, he has the little police radio go off on his ear going, ah, there's a shooting going down at Trackmate HQ. And he goes, oh, I've got to go. He charges in for a fight, but it's empty. There's just a chair with a slumped figure of Colonel Khalid. He's dead with a green arrow in his chest. But then looks up, he's surrounded in cops. Freeze, put your hands up. Since we have no confidence that a conventional lockup will be able to contain a man of Mr. Green's abilities, it is the recommendation of this court that he spends the remainder of his life in the only place in the world that can lock him down. The Supermax Penitentiary for Metahumans. Door slides open and a single figure walks out. It's the warden of Supermax, Amanda Waller. She clicks the button on her, like, sort of clicker, and it forces his parallax device to sort of burst into electric shocks and he starts passing out and like like going nuts on the ground. So she hates him. The clerk says Queen would have to be declared dead before they could release his estate. His entire cell moves backwards. A giant hydraulic sort of system pulls his cell up and suddenly starts switching all the cells around. They reconfigure every night. Disorientation makes you think twice about breaking out, doesn't it? My name is hardly Rathalane. They once called me the Pied Piper. What an argument your trust and your willing partnership in our escape. It's time to escape the Supermax. Now, let's get back into the film. Okay, so what I've noticed about this film is there's a lot more setup of the prison mm. than I was expecting there to be. Because we're like halfway through the story now and yep. the, the breakout is just about to start happening. Yeah. And but they've taken like a lot of care to create this world of Supermax prison. Yeah, you can really see that the, he, we mentioned before, like Justin the writer really yeah. he did, he, he went to... Yeah, architect school or whatever it's called. Yeah, architect school. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> House building school. Um, he loves that yeah, side of it. He yeah. makes it a character. I can imagine puts his hand up to his professor. Is there a way like in a prison that things could come apart and, and readjust themselves on hydraulic arms? Uh, so just just for argument's sake, if I had a prisoner that would could get really cold, yeah. um, could I <laughs> melt him somehow or something? Yeah, like, Son, what do you think architecture is? <laughs> Exactly. So we spent a bit of time building it up. Mm-hmm. We've got the we've got the um, the drama going on with yep. uh, Cross trying to take over his company. Yep. Uh, his being, best being, friend being helped by his best friend slash lawyer. Yeah, has turned against him. Slash so, dirty dog. Oh, dirty dog, <laughs> dirty rat. <laughs> and so then we've got all the pieces in play yeah. for an epic escape from yeah. a maximum okay. security prison. So, so the only one we know at the moment he's working with is Pied Piper. Yes, correct. But you know, it, like all great heist movies, you've got to assemble your team. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, we'll get- it's quintessential in any heist or escape movie, the montage where you assemble the team. Yeah, exactly. You need a different guy for every, <laughs> every part of the thing. Yeah, and you know what's great about this because you've got people with different abilities. Yeah, then yeah, things yeah. come to the table. Okay. Yeah. Can I just say, superhero heist movie would be great. It actually it would is a great. cool idea because everyone has. And we'll look. We'll get to a camo. <laughs> We're spoiling. But before we get to all that fun stuff, uh-huh. let's get back to the boardroom. <laughs> Okay, so we're back in the Queen Industries boardroom. Hackett is sitting as a guest is brought in, surrounded by federal marshals. We see a pair of boots that look very similar to the ones we saw that killed Colonel Khalid. Oh, so it's Oliver Queen, because he killed Colonel Khalid. Ah, twist number one, Michael. Yes, we pan out to see Arthur King. Fans will recognise him as... Merlin. Oh. The Dark Archer. Okay. Uh, Green Arrow's nemesis. Camo, you never 
Oh, sure. mate, come on. <laughs> You've got to do some more research. <laughs> yes, Merlin is basically the other bad version of Green Arrow. Right. He also fires Arrow. He yeah. dresses in black. Okay. So Hackett dismisses the federal marshals and Merlin... Was, was he in the CW show? Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah I think they're all... Which, which soap opera star yeah. played Merlin? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll look it up for you, Kevin. Okay, I'll put his, his picture will flash up on screen. <laughs> in um, but Hackett offers Merlin a deal. He can get Merlin transferred to a more relaxed prison facility if he takes out Green Arrow inside Supermax. Merlin, he agrees. As long as everyone knows it was him that brought down Oliver Queen. He's sick of being the second best archer. <laughs> so, but they released Merlin from prison to go and do this murder. He is an incarcerated fellow. He is incarcerated yeah. and they're going to move him to Supermax. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying for the initial murder that happened in episode one, they got him on like a day release to go and do this murder. Oh, yeah. I did, yeah, I didn't think of that. I know what you're saying. Or did they also get him for that murder too? I think I think he might have been in jail for like tax evasion or something totally unrelated to the murders. So Inside of trading. Inside of trading. That's right. Now we're back in Supermax, but we're in the shower. All good prison films need a good shower scene. Yeah. Vapor rises from the hot water and obscures all the cameras. How's he going to weaponize the vapor water? Okay, just yep. you no, wait. Just you wait. I, I shouldn't get ahead of myself. Every, everyone else, they slowly leave. You probably got a great butt shot of here, like sexy butt shot. A couple for, of Damon G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Just imagine that. Um, everyone else leaves, uh, and only Queen is left facing the wall. Suddenly, he instinctively ducks as a fist slams into the por- porcelain tile in front of him. Blockbuster and his thugs have come to soften up Queen. They grab him and throw him around the shower. Queen dives into the mist and the thugs sort of fan out to find him. Queen ducks near an electrical socket nearby. I don't know why there's an electrical (laughs) socket in a shower room, but anyway. Maybe when the prison reconfigured it accidentally (laughs) went there. Yeah, that's a really good idea. (laughs) He then yanks it out and he's pulled out two wires. He then sort of wraps them around each other, but then suddenly a hand slams around his throat. It's Blockbuster. He holds him up against the wall, choking him, and Blockbuster looks at him and says, no one's going to help you in here. Then Queen lifts himself up, grabs the faucet, pulls his feet off the wet ground and drops the wires, electrocuting everyone in the room. So all the attackers fall down screaming. The current shorts itself out. Queen steps down, walks over the bodies, and he says, no one's going to help me. I can help myself. (laughs) Yeah, zing, mate. Zing. Um, He's... The MacGyverisms are awesome. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they do a lot of them. Now we cut back. He sort of walks into the cafeteria again and he's sitting down next to the Pied Piper and they have a little bit of a chat about the plan. I see you've been making friends. Quinn shrugs, holding up his wrist, studying the parallax device embedded in his forearm. Have you ever had a battery replaced on one of these? Not once in seven years. That must mean they take their power locally, which means they have a radius of operation, which means if we get outside the radius, we'll disappear. We need to blank the system, short out the tracking grid, put alarms offline. And who could do that? Class five, the most uncontainable of all prisoners. Locked down 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Counted among this group, is a man they call Jin. We cut to a cell door and zoom inside to see Dajin, a dark-skinned Arab with a shaved head and shaved eyebrows. In fact, he has no body hair whatsoever. He sits cross-legged in a corner. He holds a mortal form, but is capable, upon access to technology, of translating himself into something else. We zoom in on Dajin's eyes, millions of ones and zeros inside binary code software remember the manhattan blackout cut to a flashback of times square the bright plasma display suddenly shut off the city's power grid has melted down on a large monitor we get a brief shot of tajin's free-floating digital form throughout all the pixels we cut back to the cafeteria so we upload him into the system and we have an emp now we just need to figure out a way to get to him then we cut to the wreck yard, yeah, and we see Queen approaching Albert Tarrant, 
and uh, fans will recognise him as <laughs> the Tattooed Man. The Tattoo Man. Yeah, yeah, Tattooed. Tattooed, tattooed man. Um, he's covered in tattoos. Yep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Interesting, interesting twists, Kevo. Yeah. They keep coming. Apparently, he can get you anything you need in the prison, right? So Queen passes him a list. Uh, the tattooed man says he looks at it. He goes, "Yep, I can get everything except for this oscillator. Um, I can't do like super complex technology, but I can do parts that you can build into something else." So in exchange, Queen gives him several sort of flex cards worth yep. of a week's food and the tattooed man, uh, we see his tattoos. So how it works, Kembo, is he draws a tattoo on himself and then he goes, Eah! and the tattoo comes, comes alive. To life. Yeah. But, uh, but his chip in the arm doesn't stop that? Uh, yeah, it doesn't explain that. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't explain that. Doesn't yeah. explain that. It's going to make some notes yeah. to the screenwriters of this movie. But Imagine, like, well, if they don't see you doing years it, later, if they, some random person's like, <clears throat> got some notes on your script. I know you've just written. Why top- was there an electrical socket in the shower? Yeah. I know you've just written Top Gun Maverick, but uh, I've got some questions <laughs> about Green Arrow Suit. Imagine that in a press conference. Amazing. Amazing. So, Tattoo Man, we see him. He's got snake tattoos and they all start moving and the snakes sort of come out yep. and come into him and stuff like that. It looks, looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he sort of nods. He gives him the uh, all, all the flex cards, yep. and he says, "Yep, I'll do it." Queen leaves him to gather his supplies. We're then back with Queen in his cell at night, as the prison's inner hydraulic system starts to rearrange all the cells. Now he watches the cells floating through the space. Now I really want you to explain this to me, Kemba, because I'm, I'm, I'm. Look, I'm not. I didn't go to architect school. Okay. Yeah. He's using small pieces of torn-off T-shirt, mm-hmm. right, that he's using as threads to weave a complex map-like tapestry mimicking the paths of the cells. Okay. Can you explain that to me? So I would imagine that he's laid a T-shirt down. Yeah. And when one cell goes from left to right, he takes a thread from left to right and marks it. And then when it goes okay. from right to left diagonally on the other side, he takes a thread and he does that. I guess, to work out a pattern. It's gobbledygook. That's a pretty good explanation though, Cambo. That's actually, I was reading that line going, hang on, what is he using? A tapestry mimicking the paths of threads of the cells? I was just like, wow, this is ridiculous. But I, okay. It's like, it, it might form a pattern, like like maybe it's diamonds and maybe it's like, well, there could be something he could find out through the thread. I still think that's insane. Yeah, just draw it. <laughs> just draw it. Man. Well, prison break, you get the tattoos <laughs> yeah, yeah. on of the, of the thing. Yeah, that's what you do. Tattoo man would be good in prison oh, he'd break. Be, he get the key. Uh, yeah, and he goes, and he goes. Um, oh, you want a map of the, the yeah. prison? <laughs> um, so now we cut to everyone doing different sort of tasks. So we've got this is all. Um, we cut to a montage of all the members of the crew so far doing their ver- various unrelated tasks. So Queen is seen stealing packets of salt from the cafeteria. Yep. Um, Pied Piper has got his rats because there are rats here as well. He's got rats to eat a small tunnel into the wall of the library. So okay. they're chewing away, and he's put a bookshelf in front of it, but they're chewing away. And Tattooed Man, he's taken a big pen, the inner workings of a Walkman, the spindle, the gear, and the motor, a paper clip, and masking tape, and he's constructed a homemade tattoo kit, and he starts applying the ink himself. Cool. So he's going to draw the, cool. the little items on it. So how many rats? Are digging this tunnel. Oh, there's a lot of rats in there. Kimbo. You'd need a lot of there's rats. There's a lot of rats. You'd need a there. lot of rats. You know how? Have you heard? There's a plague of mice in, yeah, uh, yeah, in yeah, Central yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's way more than that. <laughs> well, I've just got some questions. Okay. One being, he's he's efficiently hiding, presumably thousands of rats. rats. Yeah. And then my fear would be that they would go. The rats have completed the tunnel. They've made it outside, and then you move the book. Case and it is a rat-sized hole. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't explain. <laughs> you got to explain. I'm good with. See, he's good with ants. Yeah, rats. They're a bit more confusing. Um, the next morning, we meet Queen in the in the wreck yard, and he um he sort of walks up to Tattooed Man. Um, he pushes uh, his new tattoos out and he gives all the items to Queen. Uh, he has nearly all his supplies now. He's in the yard lifting weights when now uh, the Pied Piper sort of sits next to him. Now there's pigeons around yep, and, they're, and, they're, and they're cooing yeah, to, uh, to distill the microphone. So there's a lot of cooing going on. Um, Queen then scoops up some of their droppings into a sock and Hartley, which is uh, Pied Piper's name, he says, uh, you've got some strange hobbies, Queen. 
but this will be important okay. later on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, I would love if they didn't explain it. Oh, that would be good. Get to the end of the film, he's like, "Well, why? Why did he do the the pigeon shit in this?" Song? And then this show just ends with them throwing pigeon <laughs> shit at the camera. The end. Thin. Um, now they're talking to each other as the pigeons are cooing. He says, "Okay." Now, all we need, when the system goes haywire, all the doors are going to freeze and they go into mandatory lockdown. So we need someone to get on the other side of the door to override it. Yep. Yeah? Yep. So who do you think we're going to get to do that? Uh, uh, our old mate uh, in, what, what was his name? Split. Tele- split. Teleporter split. guy. Yeah, split. yeah. So we hard cut to Split and he's stacking shelves in the library. Queen tells him the plan and he's in. Now they need to gather up some more crew members for sus- for specific tasks. He can't just teleport out of the prison. No, because he would be zapped Yeah, but stuff. if there's a radius thing. Remember he said once we're out of the prison, the radius yeah, but doesn't affect... You know what? They put a line in later in okay, that yeah, explains yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> your point, Cambo. Okay, so yeah. they must have known you were coming. <laughs> I'll delete it from my email. Yeah, yeah, do, do. They do explain that. Um, so they gather up. There's a couple more tasks they need. So they go through. This is when they're really getting the crew yeah. together. But, but the crew so far, Green Arrow. Okay, Green Arrow. Pied Piper. Piper Piper. The tattooed man. Tattooed man. He he's actually not part of the crew. He just gave yeah, himself. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, escaping. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, s- split. split. Yep. And uh, the one in the super secure. He's going to short out. Yeah, yeah, him, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Dengen. Yeah, D- yeah, yeah, Dejin. Yeah, Dejin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's in there, yeah. right? Um, but there's a couple more things they need to do. Yep. So once they hit the Pacific Ocean, they need someone to manipulate the currents, right? Sure. So they arrive at a destroyer. Oh, current man. <laughs> well, no, no, not quite. They arrive at another class five cell, Cascade. Cascade. Yeah, a young Indian woman is naked in a bath. Her body morphs between flesh and liquid. Uh, we flash to the French Riviera, with a huge tidal wave rises in the shape of Cascade's face. So she killed like hundreds of people in yeah. the river. That's why she's yeah. in here. Yeah. Um, Queen doesn't like it. They're pulling someone in that's killed all these people, but he reluctantly agrees for her because they need someone to control the tides. Do they explain what these other prisoners are in for? No. Okay. Hopefully no. it's not like murdering kids or something. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> maybe. It's like the, it is the yeah. Pied Piper. Split. So. Come on, join us in our yeah, why What did you do? Because I he, mutilated heaps of kids. Because he comes across really friendly. Yeah. Like this young friendly. But that's how you get the kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, in the distance, we see Gemini. Remember, we met her yep. at the start. She, she sort of watches on. She approaches Queen as he leaves the conversation with um, Cascade. Hey, we never really met. I'm Gemini. I already know who you are. Cut to a nightclub in panic. Armed police sprint at the nightclub as panic spectators run out. One of them morphs into the body of Gemini, who walks calmly from the scene of the crime. We cut back to the laundry room where Gemini pushes something into Queen's hand. It's a children's drawing of a setting sun. Queen turns the paper over and sees scrawled on the back. I know what you're planning. They allow gifts once a year on your birthday. It's for my daughter. She's eight. Wish I could see her again. So Gemini wants to get in, mm-hmm. but he's like, no, you're no, not. No deal. For you're, some you're, reason. You're not doing it. You're not doing it for us, mate. Yeah. The um, murderer, the the woman that uh, killed all these people, she's in. Yeah, she's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not but not, not not this not, girl with her little no. eight year old daughter. <laughs> no, 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 no. So we're then back to um, planning the escape and getting more crew members. It seems like they want everyone but Gemini. Everyone but Gemini. Everyone but Gemini. It'll just be her left in the prison at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's just a guy. Come on, everyone's involved. <laughs> the guards are. Out. The guards. Are, yeah, exactly. So they still need to find a way. Once they get out there, they can control the current, but they still need to float yeah. home, right? Also, don't they still need to work out where they are? Yeah, well, this is okay, right. Yeah. But, okay, now this is the line that I told you about before uh-huh. that was coming up that yeah. I thought about it. So they go, oh, look, we need to find a way to, to float home. And they go, why can't Split just teleport? Like mm-hmm. once we're out of the prison, why can't you teleport home? And he says, hey, man, I can't teleport that far. I'm just a C-list villain. Okay. <laughs> so he, he literally uh, yeah. refreshed it's, himself. It's, uh, <laughs> look at your disdain on your face, Kevin. Well, there's a... Um, there's a screenwriting thing called hanging a lantern. Yeah, a green maybe, lantern. We, well, oh, yeah. maybe we should explain is that if you know something is dumb, but you point it out in the script, uh, people yeah. are more forgiving of it. And it's called you hang a lantern. You, you you literally are like check this out. Like hang a lantern as in to draw attention to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Deadpool does it a lot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so 
this is a very big hanging lantern kind of moment. He's like, well... To be like, yeah, yeah, this is a plot hole. We know it's a plot hole, so I'm just going to say, oh, I can't, I'm a sealess villain. Yeah, 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 very good. Now, um, Hartley... <laughs> congratulations, congratulations. Um, now, Hartley, the Pipe Piper, he wants someone that can freeze the water. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Ah, there's a guy like that. Yeah. The guy that wants to kill... Yeah. Like Icicle. Queen. Yeah, Icicle. Yes, Canvas. You remember. Took me a sec. Yeah, no, no, no. You got there. You <laughs> got there. You saw my blank eyed well, stare as I stood well, off to the middle distance to try and remember that name. Fans will recognize him as, as Icicle. <laughs> um, early morning in A Block Corridor, a new prisoner arrives. It's Merlin, and he's a man on a mission. Mm-hmm. He arrives in his cell and he makes his way to the toilet. <laughs> he starts retching into the toilet bowl. Yeah? Except what he's actually doing is he's removing, removing a false tooth. From his, uh, from his mouth, and he pulls out a length of metal wire. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think he's going to do with this metal wire? Uh, stab or choke? Uh, you're wrong. He's okay. going to fashion a bow. <laughs> Mate, it's the Green Arrow movie. Of yeah, course they're going to do that. Sorry, there's just been so little bows in this. I know, thing. I know. So they've got to make up for it. Yeah. Um, then we cross back to Queen sitting in the wreck yard. We see Merlin across the other side staring at him. Mm. And Merlin's uh, got his hands underneath the table and he pans down. We see him pe- peeling off lengths of wood from underneath the table, yeah? Yeah, this is how silly yeah. it gets. Then we're in the laundry room and Merlin, he pushes a basket and he bends over to tie his shoelace, but he actually removes two of the wheels okay. and he puts them in his, uh, in, the sh- in his shoe to hide them. And then we see him in his cell with his covers up says over I just imagine him with them yeah, over yeah, his yeah. head little, little blanket yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's fashioning small sort of pointy bolts uh-huh. in there right uh-huh. so he's making he's making a bow yeah, mate. Yeah, he's making yeah. a bow just from things around he's, things he's around. MacGyvering yeah. it he's yeah. MacGyvering yeah. it so he's he's his opposite he's his evil evil opposite um, we're back in the wreck yard during the day and everyone is uh, sort of filing back to their cells uh, the Pied Piper Hartley he draws a line in the sand split walks past and he nods at Queen it's time. Okay. So everything's in place now. Yep. Everything's ready for action. Everyone's on board, except Gemini, obviously. You never take Gemini. Devin, <laughs> don't even joke about that, <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry. You don't even want Gemini in the vicinity sorry, of said this escape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we then cut to each of the crew in their cell as they're waiting for the signal. Because we've got, okay, we've got Icicle. Yep. We've got Pied Piper. We've yep. got Cascade. We've got Split. We've got Queen. They're all getting sort of pumped. Oh. Yeah. We're then with Merlin, a cell. We're then in Merlin's cell, and a guard enters. The guard says, "Cameras have been cut. You have one hour, courtesy of Mr. Cross." Merlin opens up his mattress, revealing a full compound bow and arrows he made from items around the prison. <laughs> so that's the reveal, yeah, Cameron. Yeah, yeah. So you put it together early. Uh-huh. You, you figured out what was happening early. Yeah. That's the big reveal for the audience. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they weren't supposed to know. No, 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 not at all. Um, then we're in, uh, back in April. Even if they if that had been hidden, when that happened, I think the audience would have gone, well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it ends up being a, a, like a shotgun. It's like, what the hell? Did, did not see that coming. Oh, my God. We're back in A Block. And Queen, he's on janitor duty. So everything's everything's coming together. Yeah. Um, he slowly cleans the floor. He's going towards uh, prisoner 1803. That's uh, Dudgeon. He kneels before it, pretending to scrub the floor. He has an aluminum piece of metal and he sort of angles it towards the security eye and it's sort of the glare obscures the view for a moment. Queen whispers into the cell, you don't know me, but you want to. And he throws in the flash drive. Yeah, so he sort of shows the flash drive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made from all the parts the tattooed man sort of had brought yep. him, so he put it all together. Queen tells him that he's going to inject him into a terminal. Dudgeon's eyes light up with binary numbers moving back and forth. He hands Queen back the uh, the flash drive. Queen sort of uh, basically, he's got gum in his mouth. He spits out this gum. He jams it into the electronic hinges of the door. Then he takes two wires and connects the flash drive to the gum to the door hinge, right? Yes. And then he like pushes on the door and it jump starts the flash drive somehow through science, <laughs> through the connection to the door. Yep. As soon as there's power to it, the flash drive lights up. Judge and he puts his hand on the door 
and he starts to slowly drift into a binary state. So it matrix. This phone is stuff. interesting because I hadn't considered that they have not consulted this guy on their plan whatsoever at this point. Oh no no no! They're yeah. really backing on the fact, the fact that, that he, he will do like, this. All right, yeah. yeah yeah, this is cool. Um, so he downloads. And it worked. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. What else is he doing, mate? He's doing nothing. So he's doing a matrix. So basically, he gets into the flash drive and he disappears into it. Mm-hmm. So now he's in the flash drive yep. and he goes, are you in there? And the little light on the flash drive blinks twice. <laughs> of course it does. Um, Queen then removes it, puts it in his pocket. He then makes his way to the laundry room. But we see a shadow stalking him in the background. A noise. He ducks just as an arrow whizzes past. Queen looks up to Merlin. He fires another arrow and another one. Then he aims at the lights, knocking out all the lights. We're in total pitch darkness now. Merlin fires again, but Queen catches it in midair and snaps it in half because he can do that. Merlin jumps down from the sort of catwalk and pulls out another arrow. Framing you was one thing, but killing you doesn't get any better than that. He fires and then Queen grabs a steel plate underneath him and uses it to divert the arrow back into Merlin's face, cutting apart his cheek and teeth. Yeah? Okay. So I don't know how uh, that yeah, happens. Yeah, aerodynamically, it's a challenge. Uh, did you say aerodynamically? I, I, maybe. <laughs> if I did, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Very good. So that's, um, that's one magic arrow. That is one magic, magic arrow. arrow. I yeah. think that's, uh, that's quite in- ingenious. Yeah. So then, look, I, I am not uh, like an aerospace engineer or anything like that, but I would think it would just stop dead and fall to the floor. Uh, so would I, yeah. Cambo. <laughs> so would I. Look, I haven't been to arrow school, but... Uh, but who knows? Who knows? He's the green arrow. He can do this stuff. The alarms then go off. Guards run into the catwalk. They then open fire back to the ground yep, and Queen yep. sort of jumps to the side. Um, a hail of bullets fly down past him and he starts crawling. his where he sees a USB terminal just up near the door. He then reaches out, sprints towards it and inserts it into the terminal, his little flash drive. Yep. Then we hear... And so there's just a USB port in the wall? There's a lot of weird things on walls, Cambo. <laughs> That's like, why they should stop rotating the prison. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's their own fault. So then we, we hear this inhumane bellow and then all hell breaks loose. In the script, it says, total fucking chaos. Cool. Love it. Cool. Is cool. that in bold or something? Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. All the cameras are off, the lights are off, but most importantly, all the parallax devices are suddenly shut off. Split instantly teleports out of his cell to the pulley and levers the system down. This opens all the doors. We see Cascade sort of melting through her bars, like Mm -hmm. the T-1000, very T-1000 here. Waller runs into the main control room. A technician turns to her, it's some kind of virus. Whatever. We see shock trauma going nuts with his restored powers. He's just electrocuting anyone that's near him. Blockbuster runs up to him, grabs him by the neck and crushes his legs. The crew then all meets up and they start making their way to the library. Yep. As they're running there, we see Icicle. He creates sort of a sharp ice projectile in his hands and he throws it straight at Queen, sort of at the back of his head as Queen's running away. But then Cascade puts her hands up and she melts it in midair and she says, we still need him. Yeah. We need to work together. Queen looks at Icicle. Icicle just says, just because you broke me out doesn't make us evil. <laughs> okay. Cool, Icicle. I was trying to work out at the point in which Oliver Queen isn't needed for this plan. And it's pretty much straight away. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, there's some other things that he pulls yeah, out. Yeah, He's yeah, Alan okay, MacGyver yeah. thinks he pulls out that these guys were not aware of. Yeah. <clears throat> so they reach the library, but the door is still locked. They have to wait for Split because the yep. thing's on the other side. They turn around and they see Split running out. He goes, hey, guys. And then suddenly a fist punches through Split's chest and rips him apart. It's Blockbuster. He wanted a ticket on this field trip and he's and he's not going to take no for an answer, right? So there goes Blockbuster. He looks at them and goes, you want to get through this door? And they go, yes, you just killed our way to get through it. And he sort of shrugs and he rips the door from its hinges and pulls it off. They go, okay, that's one way to do it. So he goes, okay, Queen's like, yep. Who gives a shit about Splits? Yeah, you're in. (laughs) I never really liked him anyway. Exactly. You're in now. So he's part of the team now. Splits out. They run through another corridor, but another emergency door kicks in and seals in front of them. Blockbuster tries to punch through this one, but it's too thick. They did need split after all. <laughs> God damn it. Um, just then, a guard walks on the other side towards them. 
and then suddenly transforms into Gemini. Oh. She's got a key card and she opens the door and it I opens wouldn't, up. I wouldn't go through. No, I'd say no. No, no. I'm going to stay here. Nah, sorry, You're mate. not coming. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks at him and she goes, you owe me one. Yeah? Like sass. Yeah. Like all sass. Suddenly, the power comes back on and all the prisoners... Fist through her chest. Yeah. Split her <laughs> apart. <laughs> Instantly. Instantly. Suddenly, the power comes back on and all the prisoners who were using their powers go into epileptic shock. Weller's camera all turn back on and she quickly zooms in on Queen's empty cell. We cut to the checkmate trackers being brought into Weller's office. In the script, they're called the most badass spec ox team you've ever seen. You can only... <laughs> This is great. This is, I love when they write these lines because no one ever sees these yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. So they're writing it. You only call these guys when shit hits the fan and it just hit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's in the script. It's in there. No one ever sees it, Cambo. Now, the uh, all these checkmate trackers, they've got, uh, it's like an alien beeper tracking thing. Yep. And it's like beep, beep, beep. And they're following the parallax yep. symbols. So they're going, they're getting this elite squad. They're making their way to the library because they know that's where they're up. So they get their weapons drawn. They walk inside. They get closer and closer. They kick open the bookcase that's in front of them and they reveal a gaping hole. It's human sized. It's human sized, exactly, <laughs> not rat sized. But then suddenly, hundreds of rats start crawling out and they've all got blood covering their faces, human blood. And, they're, and in front of them are the six parallax devices. So the rats gnawed out yeah. everyone's oh, yeah. Yeah, things. I think you just probably. Like yeah, cut them out or get, something, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I guess you need a knife or something. They don't have weapons, do they? They just have their powers. Well, it, Queen has taken. Oh, I didn't mention that, did I? Queen um, took Merlin's uh, bow when oh, they uh, think right. so. He picked up. Yeah, he picked up some of that, but he doesn't shoot really, him out. Yeah, shoot, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, we cut to a group of escapees running down a spherical corridor. Yeah, the devices gnawed out in their arms. Yep. They reach They've all got rabies. All rabied up. <laughs> so they're all foaming at the mouth, and they're having trouble swallowing. <laughs> they reach a giant void, and they can see the hydraulic arms moving the hallways around. So they're sort of in the. They yep. can see the inner workings now, and they look up, and they sort of see everything working, and we've. What do you think Queen does? He gets out his t-shirt. He gets out his weave. Yeah. He gets out his weave, and he sees all the things moving. He goes, "There, hurry!" And they start jumping from platform to platform as Queen sort of consults his weave, and they sort of make their way across. A few times they almost fall, but they get to the other catch, uh, the, the catwalk on the other side. Yeah. Then there's a hatch there, and in front of them, it just has a simple sign saying "exit." <laughs> now, Blockbuster is going to go like grab it. But instead, Queen pulls out his tube sock and uses one of Merlin's arrows that he picked up, right? He sparks it, lights the end of the sock, and then throws it onto the hatch, and it explodes. So, basically, bird poo mixed with sodium is an explosive. Did you know that? No. I didn't go to science school. (laughs) Or bomb school. Or or bird shit school. (laughs) But this is... This is the thing. Okay. So MacGyver. She's yeah. Classic yeah, MacGyver. Yeah. Um, so he shot that at it with the thing or he just throw it? He just threw it. Right. He just lit it, used it to light and then yeah. threw it. Yeah. Um, they all worked, They all walk through this sort of exploded door and they walk outside to see where they actually are. Yeah. This is the big reveal, Cambo. They come outside the door and it reveals that they're in another dome. <laughs> A bigger dome. It's a bigger dome. And this dome is an enormous LCD screen made to look like blue sky with ocean underneath. Okay. So when they look out. So when they look out, that's what they see. It's a Truman Show situation. Very much so. Very much so. (laughs) Cascade. She then walks over to a pipe near them and she feels it. And she realizes they must be underground. Um and she can feel sort of the water being pushed up in the pipe. Blockbuster then smashes the pipe and it sort of opens and they see flowing water. So Cascade, using her sort of powers, sort of shoots the water up and then they've got, they know, don't know what else to do. So they all jump in the pipes one at a time and they ride the water pressure all the way up to the roof. So they keep going up, they go up, they go up. Then they burst out into bright whiteness uh, and then they land on something hard. They shield their eyes from the glare until they sort of find their bearings. We zoom out to reveal... A third dome. No. Where do you think... I'll give you one more guess. Blinding white glare. 
Um, I don't know. They're in Antarctica. <laughs> That's right. They're yeah. now in the Arctic tundra, snow white everywhere as far as they can see. Snow white's there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Dwarfs come out <laughs> looking grumpy. Then suddenly, a wall in the dome behind them opens and the checkmate soldiers start pouring out on snowmobiles. They start running. Like they go, okay, everyone run. But then Cascade takes a step. But it's cold now. So her leg starts freezing oh, over in midair. Of course. The extreme cold starts rising up her body. She looks at Pied Piper in fear. Before she can say anything, she's frozen solid. Then the checkmate uh, troopers start firing bullets. One of them hits her and she, she shatters. Yeah, yeah. T-1000 Class, style. Classic. Yeah, classic. You can see that happening. She's it's been doing cool. a lot of T-1000 things. Massively, yeah. massively. She's dressed uh, as a cop. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't come back. She doesn't yeah. back up, though. Um, everyone is running except for Queen. Uh, Queen stands his ground, pulls out Merlin's last arrow, and... Okay. This, this is where it gets... Uh, Oh, they, this is where it gets this weird. This is where it gets weird in terms of his MacGyvering. Uh-huh. So he does, it says in the script, he manipulates the sort of the guiding fin a little bit yep. in his hand and then he fires it as a snowmobile. So it flies along. It's getting ridiculous now because it, it hits one of the snowmobile's spokes. And it finishes, that's all we do. Ah, that's what? A, in a normal film camera. Because oh, he, he changed the fin, of course. Yeah, he changed the yeah, fin. Yeah, so yeah. then it hits that and yeah. then the fin snaps off. Yeah. And then it ricochets to its right and banks right to hit another snowmobile, uh, yeah. causing and then that it stops. snow. No, no, what? So then it glances off that one and sort of hits the control to then make that one crash into the third snowmobile. And then Queen turns around and says, "There's our rides." <laughs> and they, they get onto the uh, snowmobiles, Gambo. Uh, they get onto the snowmobiles. What are your thoughts about that? I'm going to cancel the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> what? Because it can't if get any better. This is what it's come to. There's, there's no point going on. Are you kidding me, Cambo? <laughs> These are magic fucking arrows. They are, and like they they were made from scrap around a prison. <laughs> yeah, that's so true as well. I forgot about that. It's ridiculous. I would assume that there's a lot of um, engineering in an arrow to make it super dynamic. Aerodynamic. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Any old shit will do. You can just make it under your blanket in yourself. <laughs> Out of scraps. So they're sitting underneath this thing and they get... Um, uh, Queen opens up the glove compartment of one of the uh, snowmobiles so, yeah. and there's a GPS satellite in there. And as he feared, they're in the middle of Antarctica. So he sees an outpost, but it's a really long way off. They go, okay. So they wait until the chopper sort of leaves and then when it gets dark, they sort of zoom out and we've got this uh, the vehicles all going across Antarctic surface. They ride until their fuel tanks are empty and then they're on foot. They get slower and slower and they trudge along. Even Icicle is nearing exhaustion, and then they collapse on the ground. The final image is Queen, his POV sort of looking up, and he sees two figures emerge from in front of him. They come out of a hatch in the ground. They walk over to him. And then Queen, he passes out. Then he, he wakes up, only to find himself in an underground science bunker, with Hartley the Pied Piper sitting at the end of his bed. Wake up, Mr. Queen. You're not home yet. You've been out a few hours. Tell me something, Oliver. Do you really think we're all that bad? Queen looks at Hartley suspiciously. Then suddenly, he reaches out and grabs him by the throat. Don't do that. Hartley transforms back into Gemini. I guess that answers the question. Queen releases her. Where are we? We caught a lucky break. I can't believe it myself. Come see. They walk down a long corridor of the Antarctic research station and find the others eating oatmeal. Liam Ballock stands in front of everyone, a stout Irishman with large hands but kind eyes. He's in the middle of recounting a story about his teenage son, Mick, who sits silently nearby. And then Mickey here, he grabs hold of the piston and starts yelling, Poppy, the walls are coming down! <laughs> Oliver Queen, I'd like you to meet Liam Blalock. He's the one who rescued us. Well, you come along all right there, eh? You're out there for a while. Good thing we found you as well. You grab yourself a seat. Boy, get up! Balak passes Queen a bowl of oatmeal. Welcome to Beta 6 Echo, Ireland's last standing South Pole research station. I was just telling Mr. Blaylock about our mining expedition near Vincent Massif. That's some bad luck there, yeah. Oh, well, sure. Good luck as it happens finding us. We're looking to get to this port. Can you help us? 
A sure thing. I mean, how the boy and I, we can even take it air ourselves. Well, isn't this just our lucky day? So you're like, okay, so they've been yep. sort of rescued. Right. Yep. And you're like, okay, this is cool. This yep. is this is, uh, this is is good. Mm-hmm. But then they love their twists in yeah, this cambo. Yeah, okay. So Gemini walks through a hallway of the complex and she notices something lining the walls above them. It's fuse wire. Fuse wire connected to C4. What? What is this place? We cut back to Queen. Hartley's talking to Bollock about what he does here and what they sort of research. Queen's looking through the station's library and he sees something on a bookshelf. A book, it's called The Handbook of Operation Regulations with the Checkmate logo. It's a trap, Cambo. (laughs) Queen turns just in time to see Bollock shoot Hartley, Pipe Piper in the chest. No, he screams as Hartley falls to the ground. He turns to Bollock, who's the gun pointed at him. Just as he's about to fire, dozens of rats fall from the roof. (laughs) Distracts, Distracts him as Queen jumps on him, mounts him, disarms him and knocks him out. Queen next to Hartley. The rats sort of all surround him. He's lying down. We see the Pie Piper's eyes go black and all the rats sort of bow their head in like, oh, our boss is gone. We see checkmate soldiers come around the corridors. Blockbuster and Gemini rush in with Icicle. What did we miss? We've got to get out of here. Blockbuster looks up and sees a duct in the roof leading to the surface. He jumps up and starts climbing. Before the others can follow, he turns around and twists the grate shut, locking everyone inside. He laughs. Blockbuster, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Don't worry. Queen's got another idea. The checkmate soldiers all come around the corner, only to see Bollock standing dazed. The soldiers walk past him, but as they do, he changes into Gemini. Ah. Yes. She pulls out the smoke grenades on their belts and lets them off, providing cover for the team as they run past. Gemini then proceeds to morph in and out of Checkmate Soldiers' attire, so she looks like them, yeah. knocking out all the members of the squad. Think think like Black Widow, yeah. Mystique sort of style. Yeah. yeah. They all then arrive at the Snowcat and they pile inside. Queen starts the engine and it roars to life. We cut back, cut back to Waller, seeing her team all down. She's watching a little like, video thing. She shakes her head. Sorry, Queen. And she takes a key from her neck, inserts it into a red switch and pulls a lever. What? <laughs> yeah. So she unlocks a button to pull a lever. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it says in the script. The snowcat then clears the edge of the hammer, hammer sort of shoots out, and then boom, this huge explosion. The entire base blows up. We cut to Blockbuster still climbing up the shaft, and a fireball engulfs him. Good. <laughs> Good. He deserved that. that. was That was for split. <laughs> um, we're now in an Arctic port. So we'd cut. We'd just leave that. Yeah. We cut straight to an Arctic port. And they're all scanning shipping containers yep. loading onto a freighter. Before we get to the port, can I just ask why the Czech soldiers thought if they found everyone passed out and unconscious, why they instead just didn't of keep, tying yeah. them up and sending them back, they thought it was a better idea Actually, to yeah. all become characters in a, in a research station and make them think they're escaping and then blow them up? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, it does it? It doesn't make any just sense. Just tie them up. And... Just shoot them. Shoot them in the head right there. <laughs> shoot them. Shoot they're them. they're collapsed on the ground. But what you don't Presumably know, your arm. What don't you bang, know bang, bang, bang. about these? And I, maybe I didn't mention it, mm-hmm. but they are aspiring <laughs> improvisation yeah. performers. If, there, if, there's a, if there's a chance to work on a character, character. you've been developing. Exactly. exactly. But he, he wasn't even Irish. <laughs> he was just like playing it up. Yeah, exactly. So now it makes a bit more sense. Yeah. So we're at this port and then what they're doing to make sure there's no one in any of the containers, they're scanning them for thermal activity, mm. right, as they're being hoisted on board yep. what, what could they yeah, do to stop was, that if, if there, there was, was only someone with ice powers <laughs> we zoom inside one container as Icicle is creating a thick layer of ice I feel like they should have thought of that yeah they definitely should have yeah. thought of that do, do, we're scanning all these for thermal activity yeah. unless there's any information you could tell us um, that would you, render this who, moot who else escaped what were their powers <laughs> oh that's that won't be important yeah. that couldn't possibly be we important we just want queen <laughs> So then we zoom into another container. Yeah. Icicle's doing that. And it's a, they mentioned that it's... Because um, I know what you're going to say. Mm, they'll starve going back from this. Well, they're in a garbage-filled container. with, And they, they mentioned the word scraps. Okay. They said, oh, these scraps will... So they think of everything, mm-hmm. this Justin. I'll delete that from my hand. Yeah, <laughs> good. Very good. Um, so obviously they don't see their heat signature. They sit in silence on a pile of garbage. And um, they finally can rest a little bit. Queen puts his arm over Gemini, pulls her close. Yeah. And he's like... We did it. Good on you. We're now back in Star City again, in the harbour. Container cracks open. Queen, Icicle and Gemini emerge. Icicle and Queen, they look at each other. This is where they part ways. Look, they've 
They're frenemies now. Yep. Queen encourages him to stay on the straight and narrow or else he'll come looking for him. They shake hands and part ways. So that's articles done. Yep. Queen wants to, uh, he walks to a payphone and he jimmies it and he has to make a call. We cut to Hackett. His phone's ringing. He picks it up. Hackett looks nervous. It's Queen on the other end. I need your help. Hackett starts sweating. We cut to Star City Metro Station and we see Queen and Gemini watch Hackett approach. Queen descends from the roof and he sort of sneaks up behind Hackett. He turns around, he shakes his hand and they embrace. Because remember, Queen doesn't know. He doesn't this know. Point. He doesn't know. Um, but then he sort of looks up at Gemini and Gemini is pointing around to a group of plainclothes cops all with earpieces in. Queen notices undercover agents everywhere. He's looking around now. You didn't notice them before though. It's another trap, Cambo. Another dome. Queen, yeah, they're inside another dome. It's a dome with... They, they, have, they never left the prison. <laughs> they never left. Queen looks at Hackett. And first he's confused. But then the gears start working. He finally puts it all together. Hackett is the one that portrayed him. Queen pushes past him and runs like into the, uh, the metro station. Police all begin to swarm. Gemini turns into an old Chinese woman and walks off. She's out of here. Queen darts from building to building, from alley to alley. He's sort of ducking in and out of places. Everyone's sort of chasing him. He gets up onto another roof. Um, he goes through there and he finds himself in a stationery store. He grabs some pens and he uses them as darts, hitting the police's legs to make them all, like, I don't know, fall over. I don't know how you make darts out of pens, but... It's just, uh, just like, if stabby. you put them between your middle two fingers and flick them, so you can... Okay. Look, it's no arrow that splits yeah, off yeah, into yeah. three directions or anything like that. He's catching his breath and Gemini appears behind him. I thought you left, he says. She replies, I thought you could use my help. Mm. We cut- She's been so useful. Oh, for someone that they didn't want involved, she has been as yeah. useful as. Okay, so now we're getting to the, the climactic end yep, now, Cambo. Yep, yep, yep. We cut back to Queen's safe house. He's now got back there and it's filled with backup equipment. He's got bows, bloody crossbows, everything Are we going to get a commando style? He's loading up. Yeah, He's loading, loading up, up with yeah, everything. Great. Absolutely everything. Now we're back with Hackett in his private office at night. He looks out over the night sky. He's got a drink in his hand. He sees something coming towards him. What do you think it could be, <laughs> A giant man full of bone arrows? <laughs> it's simply... A green arrow. <laughs> it hits the glass, detonates, shatters glass everywhere. Then a zipline arrow comes in. And then following it comes the green arrow. Mask, quiver, bow, standing goatee. in full force. Well, yeah, yeah. Imagine you just stuck on a goatee just for the effect. Exactly. Queen makes quick work of Hackett's security, like doing all yep. James Bond style. James Bond? Oh, James Bond. Oh, that's a crossover movie I want to see. They have a kid together. Um, he fires tranquilizer darts from his mounted crossbow, so he's knocking yep. everyone out. Yep. Hackett runs for the door out to the roof. Queen runs out onto the roof after Hackett. Just as he gets out there, a fire axe swings past his head. You're like a bad penny. You know that? Every time I throw you out, somehow the tide brings you back. Queen suddenly has a look of realisation. We cut back to the expensive yacht 12 years ago in a flashback. The younger queen drunkenly pissing off the side of the boat while the party goes in behind him. Unseen, a younger Hackett approaches, also drunk, walks up behind Queen and pushes him in the back as he tumbles into the water. It was you. You're the reason I fell in in the first place. Look at yourself, Ollie. This is how you've been your whole life. You're not Robin Hood. You're Peter Pan, the spoiled kid who never had to grow up. Every time you got in trouble, fate was always there to bail you out. We're back on the rooftop. Hackett grabs the axe handle, squeezing it tightly. Then there's me. That's the best part. I cleaned up every mess you ever made. And what have you given me for it? Nothing. No partnership, not even a share. When Cross made me his offer, it was the best I'd gotten in years. Villain monologue. Villain, yeah, monologue. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's monologuing. He's <laughs> yeah, monologuing. Great. So he's, just, he's got the axe in his hand and he swings again at the Queen. The Queen then sweeps the leg and trips him up. Mm-hmm. 
The rest of Hackett, uh, the rest of Hackett's security arrives on the rooftop, but then Gemini appears behind them and she transforms into this one of the, a really burly guard and sort of throws them into each other, and then she turns into a nimble gymnast and like throws one with oh, her legs. Cool. Yeah, so she changes in during the fight, which is pretty cool. Then a police chopper appears above them and opens fire. Hackett leaps from the roof of the terrace. Gemini dives inside the stairwell as the chopper hits a gas main, causing a huge fireball to erupt. They lose sight of both Gemini and Queen. We cut back to Hackett. He feels someone stalking him. He looks around, but Queen emerges and fires an arrow that ties up his legs. Hackett falls to the ground and Queen stands above him. Hackett begs for his life, but then the helicopter light picks up Queen. Put your hands up, you're surrounded. Queen looks around and he drops his bow. Cut back to Queen in Supermax prison again. <laughs> yeah, just when you thought it was over, Cambo. He's now back in the hole. Yep. Queen well, we're going to have to do a part three. <laughs> no, mate, just, just, he loves the twist, mate. Uh-huh. Loves the twist. We're now back in the hole. Queen doesn't say a word. Waller looks at him, slams the viewing hatch shut. Three weeks later, they pull Queen from the hole and into the VIP viewing room. Got us some VIP FaceTime. No more games. It's over. Pass me the company and I'll make sure your charities stay protected. Fine. You're going to die in here, Ollie. Alone on another desert island. And you know what? I'm glad. I was having my doubts, but looking at you here, smiling, that same son of a bitch. I have no regrets. But then, Cambo, a door opens behind Hackett, and in walks Oliver Queen. (laughs) Clean cut and wearing a nice suit, looking like he hasn't spent a single day in prison. The smile drops right off Hackett's face. I hope there's no secret microphone in this room. <laughs> we know there's secret microphones all over the prison. Mate, mate there are, there's too many pigeons around. <laughs> Hackett can't believe his eyes. He's incredulous. He looks back at the queen on the other side of the glass. It transforms into Gemini. I'm seeing double. Four <laughs> Oliver <laughs> Queens. <laughs> Uh, and then Gemini has the same smile on her face, but she's got a middle finger to go up with it. Yeah. Punk rock. Oh, yeah. A little research I did these last few weeks. It appears that our old friend Merlin has become a bit of a born again. He confessed to the murder of Colonel Khalid on your payroll. William Hackett, you're hereby placed under arrest. This is laughable. This is insane. Anything you say can be held against you. Don't let them do this, Ollie. This is where we say goodbye, old friend. They drag him away. Okay, so some development for Merlin off screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, By the way, he just basically was like, oh, yeah, I did all this bad stuff. Here you go, man. (laughs) I guess guess I'll stay in prison. Don't know why. Don't know why any of this happens. So it's a double twist. Also, big ups to uh, to Gemini for sticking out three weeks in the hole. I know. I know. She's gone above and beyond. She hasn't even seen her kid yet. Well, it's funny you say that mm. because as Hackett is being dragged off, mm. we cut to federal marshals walking into Amanda Waller's office with handcuffs as the TV is on behind her. Then the, the TV says, The new allegations cite the Checkmate organisation as the chief transgressor. The Supermax prison for metahumans has a variety of violations, including guard corruption, collusion, and abuses of the Geneva Convention. We then cut to Cross at his office. Yeah, um, He's watching the TV with Oliver Queen's pardon being announced. The police are banging on his door. They enter, only to find broken glass where the high-rise window once was. Cross has jumped out. Oh, that's, okay. a little, that's a little okay. morbid for the yeah. end. Um, now we're back at the VIP visiting room. Gemini looks out of the glass. Queen approaches her. I've got something that I want to show you. And then Rogue runs up to the glass. That's uh, Gemini's kid, not the the X-Men Gemini starts to cry. Queen has adopted Rogue and tells her that they can visit every year. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, better than nothing. Yeah, and she does not live in the foster home anymore, which is good. Gemini smiles a thank you. Queen makes a fist and places it on on the glass and Gemini follows suit. We see Oliver Queen on the roof of the Supermax helipad. Him and Rogue get into one helicopter as Waller is being led away in handcuffs to another. 
Waller yells out to him. You won't accomplish anything. I thought you were one of the good guys. Queen answers. Always. Fade to black. <laughs> Whoa. Being in a, a 2008 movie, I imagine the title would come up at the end and then an arrow would smash Yeah. With some new metal song. Yeah. Come like a bomb. So there we have it. Michael Cambo, Green Arrow, Escape from, from Supermax. Supermax. That is it in a nutshell. What are your initial thoughts? Uh, there are less arrows than I was expecting. Yep. Makes sense. So I think contextually that that works. Yep. Uh, like if it was, say, in the Suicide Squad uh, where Captain Boomerang throws one boomerang but there's no reason that he can't, can't throw, throw boomerangs. Yeah. He's annoying, but there's a reason that he can't shoot arrows, yes. so that, that makes sense. Uh, it's cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's got its moments, and we all know what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, uh, Let, let's not speak of the ant conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, that and I would say the um, magic oh, the, the magic arrow. arrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's got moments in it that are questionable. Yeah. But as a concept, it's cool. I love the idea of a super I, human, metahuman escape. Prison escape. Yeah. Uh, or, or a heist. Yeah. Yeah. Or just a, like you put a team together with people who have special abilities. So it's like, it's basically like X Men, but they have to rob something or escape from a prison. Yeah. Love uh, it's that. a cool idea. Yeah. It's a very uh, cool idea. The prison is cool. Yep. Uh, I don't fully understand the, uh, the thread. Uh, uh, what does he use to escape his um, weave? Yeah, he, I, 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 I can't, I can't actually wrap my head around that, and let alone filming it. To, to, yeah, yeah, so it would look convincing. I don't cool. get how he keeps pulling it out, like a map, like a map. Yeah, yeah, I don't get that either. Yeah. Um, it's chock full. I mentioned the MacGyver mm. um, born references at the yeah. start, and it's chock full of it. Absolutely, but he doesn't give it credit though. He doesn't feel like Batman. No, in yeah, it. yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. And that's probably something that's something that they really want to do because remember yeah. this is this is just after Batman Begins, Dark Knight's just happening, so yep. it's like, well, we don't want it to feel like yeah. it's Batman yeah. escaping a prison. I, I totally cool. agree. I think it doesn't feel like a Batman clone. But I will tell you this though, um, Cambo, for mm. those that um, were fans of the CW Arrowverse show I th- Arrow, I think I was aware of this. Season seven sees Oliver Queen is um, he's unmasked uh-huh. from the as the Green Arrow, put in prison. The prison that they get sent him to is called Slabside, and he spends a big chunk of the season in similar situations, getting into fights. Um, so it's sort of like he has the bathroom scene yeah. and he has to do sort of a few few little things. They get sent to a, a different level where like um, Talia Al Ghul's down there and things like that. So you get sort of Supermax light yeah, in yeah. that season. So they took some things from this idea and managed to still yeah, get something Yeah, I, I remember that was slightly adapting it. I, they said at the time like it wouldn't be a full adaption of the, the movie, but they're going to use some of the ideas that were never used in it. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So that's it's kind of cool. cool that it yeah. lived on in some way. Yeah, in some of the way. And look, there are people that love the Arrowverse and, mm. and, and that sort of side of the CW. And good luck to them. Not of the head. Um, but that is, that, is, that is where the chips lie for, wow. uh, for the Green Arrow and escaping the Supermax. Uh, okay, so then we need to answer the age-old question. question. The question on which this whole podcast is based. Would you want to see this movie? Cambo, yes, I would. Yeah, for the I would. for the ant sequence alone. Just how they would film that. <laughs> yeah. That alone, Cambo. And you know what? I think the idea of getting some all these different people with powers to break out of a prison. Yeah, great. To, it's it's make it now. Make it right now. Make it. It's it's like the Great Escape. Yeah. They're, they're coming up with the plan. They're putting it all together. It, I think it's a great idea, and it's a shame that it never got got made into a into a proper feature film. <sighs> Warner Brothers, man. Mate, more on that next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, we have come to the end of our cancelled movie report on Green Arrow, Escape from Supermax. We hope you enjoyed this movie and we would love you to subscribe, be it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. It honestly really does help us get discovered in the charts. It would also be terrific if you could leave us a five-star rating, or most importantly of all, tell a friend. We're completely independent here at Cancelled Movie Report, so your support means the world to us. 
Hey, what did you think of the movie? And did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you. You can always get in touch with us via cancelledmovies at gmail.com or at cancelledmovies on all of the socials. Hey, maybe there's a cancelled movie project you've always wanted to hear about. Why not let us know? You can fill out the form in the episode description alerting us to a project and we may just give it the cancelled movie report treatment. I'm Michael Campbell and I've hosted and edited this episode. Eden Porter was my co-host too and we both produced the show. We would like to thank our amazing voice cast, all of which are listed in the episode notes below. Make sure you're listening next week as we're covering the original version of Batman vs. Superman from the early 2000s. And we're joined by special guests, our friends from Escape This Podcast. But if you can't wait, here's a quick sneak peek. I worked, uh, I, wrote, I wrote after Andy Kevin Walker on this version of Batman vs. Superman. With, with Colin Carroll was cast as Batman. Jude Law was cast as Superman. Well, Ben Pearson was uh, directing. We were in prep. Uh, and it was the darkest thing you've ever seen. But until then, take care. <laughs>